What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a new episode of Bandit's Cove. With me, your host, who other than Bandit? <laughs> Everyone's like, where did the name Bandit come from? It was literally a screen. It's actually a screen name I still use to this day, gaming. Uh, but it was a gamer tag that I used back in uh, Warfare 2 days, Call of Duty War Modern Warfare 2 days, that uh, I was obsessed with a little movie called Smokey and the Bandit. And I was like, I'm the bandit, uh, I'm the bandit. Uh. And uh, it just kind of stuck. Like, I was kind of that, and still am, very much that just arrogant asshole, for lack of a better term. Think of uh, a little bit less... Dr. Disrespect, disrespect, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, uh, I'm a watered down version, basically, of Dr. Disrespect when I play online. I talk so much trash. I talk just everything. Like, I am I am that player that will talk shit on his own team. Um, Just because I can. Just because it's fun. It's how I enjoy it. Like, I do it in fun. I don't do it to, like, really get at people, but I do it to have fun. And there's people that will take it and be like, oh, I'm, I'm offended by it. I'm reporting you. Duh, I've been reported several times. And I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Like, it, if you can't laugh at, at my self being an idiot, if you can't, like, take a joke or anything, then you don't want to be on my squad because I am the one that's going to run out of a grenade, holding a grenade. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the dude of the freaking idiot of Riot Shield. Uh, but yeah, that that's kind of where the name came from. And then it's just kind of like morphed over year over the years and, and all that. But I get that question a lot. Like, oh, where'd the, where'd the name come from? Like, why that? And, you know, kind of like a cove is kind of like a hideout for pirates and, and bandits and all that. So that's kind of how the podcast just got named. Kind of like mashed the two together. And uh, it's kind of how the podcast got going. But Halloween is over. So now we are in pre-Christmas time. I guess you would say, like, the stores want you to believe that anyways. I'm like, damn it, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Like, we haven't even gone out and shot our turkeys yet. <laughs> you know? A lot of people just go and buy them. Uh, there was one year I did actually go out and go hunt a turkey. And I tell you what, it was some of the best damn turkey I ever had. Like, it was so good. And everyone's like, oh, man, where, where'd you buy this from? I'm like, Outback. They're like, Outback sells turkeys and the restaurant sells turkey. I'm like, no, like I went out back that was walking around and I shot it. <laughs> that's, that's where this turkey came from. And everyone's like, oh my God. Like you could tell a lot of people were starting to turn green at that point. They were like, oh, I was like, you weren't complaining when you were eating it. You didn't know the difference of like, you couldn't tell, but man, like stuff that comes straight from the farm, so much better than the stuff you get from the store. And, uh, there is, a, there is a difference. There's a difference in the eggs. There's a difference in the milk, the way everything tastes. And I noticed a difference. Like, I grew up on a farm, but I noticed a difference. And I'm talking about farming because November 22nd, Farming Simulator 2022 or 22, whatever it's called. I think they're just calling it Farming Simulator 22. Uh, yeah, Farm Sim 22 comes out November 22nd, which is, is kind of funny. That's 22 and it's coming out 22nd. I thought that was funny anyways. But that's coming out, and that is going to soak up a lot of my time. Like, oh my god, I am a huge farm sim nut. Love it. Literally got a pedal setup, wheel setup for it. Like, it's, it's whole freaking setup. I'm building a whole simulator for it, and all that stuff, and also racing. Like, I'm big into racing sims. The new Forza is coming out here in about a week or so, something like that. But yeah, I'm I'm a huge farm sim nut. I've been playing farm sim now since. The days of 15, 
whenever it came over to console, I think I was, yeah, it was 15 that came over. Yep. I was 15. I had to stop and think and answer my own questions because sometimes I need expert advice. That's why I ask myself, but started playing farm sim 15 on my PlayStation four. And the father-in-law started playing it. Like he played on my PlayStation. And he's like, I got to get it. 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 Uh, he ended up getting it. And uh, literally like the thing we did in there together was mow grass. <laughs> like we can go outside and there's a whole bunch of grass to go mow. Uh, but we're playing a game mowing grass. And the wife's like, are you guys mowing grass? We're like, yeah, it's awesome. So much fun. Oh, this is awesome. And it's one of those games like people that are gamers will understand, will understand this concept. It's just like people that read books. You read books to kind of escape, right? You go into that world, kind of escape, kind of turn your brain off, kind of forget how shitty your workday was or things that are going wrong at home or things that are going wrong in school. Everyone has that or should have that escape anyways. Some people don't. Some people are just wound up and they don't they don't have an escape, an escape from the world of how shitty and evil the world can be. Um, For me, it's gaming. It's always been gaming. Uh, I've been gaming since I was like four years old. I remember literally 8-bit Nintendo that my buddy Inoculus has. Um, literally, I sold them all the consoles we get, we grew up on. So he literally has all of them that we played on that still work, that still get used to this day in his collection. And it's really cool. It's really cool to know that I, I went to someone that was going to be able to display them and use them and have fun with them. Um, not to say that I don't have the new i guess retro consoles you would say the little the little minis that they brought out like the little mini nes the genesis uh the super nintendo they're rumored to be bringing out a mini 64 and i hope they do i really really hope they do because i would love love some super mario 64 some mario kart 64 i know it won't be on there but i'm gonna ask for it anyway some GoldenEye. if you don't know GoldenEye, you need to go get learned like GoldenEye was the OG shooter. Oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. It's an OG multiplayer shooter. Everyone talks GoldenEye. Uh, of a certain age, we'll talk GoldenEye. Kids nowadays don't understand like, GoldenEye. Like, ugh. Perfect Dark. I'm pretty sure Perfect Dark will be on there. Um, Perfect Dark's actually on the, uh, the Xbox. On the Xbox store. And it doesn't quite play the same to me. It seems a little, a little bit off. Uh, but I have tried it and I was like, yeah, it's just not the same, man. Like I used to play the crap out of GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. Love those two games. And Mario Party, oh my God, Mario, the original Mario Party would break friendships. It, it would. Like it was a game that you would not have any friends over from when you're done playing it. Uh, just because you're like, oh, hey, yeah, I can, I can completely screw you over right now and I'm going to, so I can win. <laughs> like it, it was it's literally that game. Like Mario parties always have been. And I think that's why I like about Mario parties is that you can be a dirty player. You can, you can choose to be a good player. You can be a dirty player and it rewards you for being a dirty player, but you can get double crossed and triple cross. And it, it's insane. It's a fun time. It's a good little party game, but yeah, I've been gaming since I was four years old until, until now, until in my, my mid to late thirties. And I no no sign of slowing down, but to see it evolve and see it go where it's gone already and looking towards the future VR, I'm looking at you. Um, it's kind of an exciting thing, but kind of a scary thing because I was like, 
where do we go from now? Yeah, we can make graphics better and better and better until to a point like the human eye can only distinguish so much pixels per inch of like you can only get such good resolution before there is no difference. Um, it's just like with refresh rate. Some people prefer 60 hertz. Some people prefer or prefer 240 hertz. Some people want more. Some people want less. It's all on like each person's eyes are different, right? And sometimes people won't notice the difference between 120 and 240. Some people won't notice the difference between 60 and 120. Uh, me, I prefer 120. I'm like, if I'm getting 120 frames, I'm good. I don't notice, like if I bump up to a 240 hertz monitor, I don't notice a difference at all. And it's not worth the extra money for me to buy a better, a faster monitor if I'm not going to notice the difference. Uh, now there's some people like, oh my God, like 120 so slow. Ugh. It's what I prefer. It's what works for me. But like as far as like technology and all that goes, and we can only push graphics so far. Like what's the next step? When do we go, okay, we are the controller. When does that happen? I mean, there's a lot of people that are adopting VR. Uh, I'm actually adopting VR myself. Like I went over to my buddy Inoculus's house and played Project Cars 2 uh, with the whole wheel setup and all that. And he has a whole motion rig and everything and VR with, with like the, he's got the fans that blow on you as you go faster and all that. And you wouldn't think like, oh, <laughs> he's got fans that blow on you. I'm telling you what, you put on that VR headset and you have the wheel, you have the pedals, you have the actual three axis motion. Okay, you have the front, back, side to side. Uh, I don't know, it's five axis. It's five axis motion. He's got a five axis machine. So it does like vertical and all that. And it's shake mat. He, he's done the nine with it. He's big into, I mean, he's big into sim racing. So sitting in that and experiencing it in VR, like just sitting in it, playing it, watching it on screen is one thing. And moving all around is one thing. He's like, okay, yeah, this is fun, but eh, I know I'm not there. Like, I know I'm not actually ripping around Nuremberg Ring and, say, a C7 Corvette. Versus put the headset on, the VR headset, and have the motion and have the wind blowing on you as you go faster. Your speed increases and decreases, and the wind increases and decreases with it. And you're getting the vibration of the road and the wheel in the seat of the actual simulator. It tricks your brain. It makes you feel like you're there. I, there was many times that I was reaching out to like touch a switch on the dash and it's not there. I'm like, Oh man, like, Oh crap. I'm not actually in this car. Like it was trippy as hell. And I've done VR before, like at work and stuff to kind of figure out like production chain issues and all that of, Hey, you know, where's a it possibly going to bottleneck at fix this in VR before it actually gets into a factory and then it gets way more expensive. So to actually like game with it and be like, wow, you know, I really like really, really felt like I was there. Uh, and we were running, um, F1 cars. So we were running open wheel cars and they'll like look over and see just pebbles kicking off the tires. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this is so freaking cool. And I've had the opportunity in real life to be in an F1 car. And I mean, not go horribly fast in it, but to kind of put around with it, I'd say put around with it on a track because I'm not a professional driver by any means. And um, 
to have that experience and then translate that into the VR experience was very, very close. It wasn't if you could figure out a way to get the actual G forces on you, it'd be a wrap. There'd be no tell, no, no difference in telling between real life and simulation. And, uh, I think that'll be the big hurdle when the simu- not simulation, but the VR stuff really, really takes off. Uh, it's getting there now, like the Oculus and all that, which I know is owned by Facebook or, or meta or metaverse, whatever the freak they're calling themselves nowadays. But it's one of those things of how real is too real. You know, how real do you want your games to be? And there's some people, oh, I want it to be real life. I want to play Call of Duty and feel like I'm being shot. There's some people like that. And I would actually play a shooter like that. Of if you could simulate like your hit and I mean, not the full, obviously the full pain of it, but hey, I'm hit. Like that's why I go play Airsoft. That's why I go play paintball is because I like stuff like that, like doing stuff like that. But if you could figure out a way that I could just, I could sit, sit at home or be at home. And I know there's a treadmill out there now that hooks up that you run in the direction you run is the way your character runs. You can map it. And I'm like, so things are starting to come into play that you can actually do this stuff that you can actually go out. And if you have the money and the technical know-how, you can actually have a lot of this stuff, but they can't figure out the G-forces yet. Um, that's coming. I do believe that's coming. But the question we really have to ask ourselves is, how real do we want to get with our entertainment? Like, you're playing a game, you're playing a racing game, they figure out the G-forces. How real do you want it to be? Because it's going to mess with your brain. And... As I'm sitting there playing it, enjoying the hell out of playing this thing, I started having these like little ethical questions in the back of my head of like, hmm, if they're doing this, what's to stop them from never taking the headset off? What's to stop people from not wanting to take the headset off of being addicted to it? I could see it actually being a new drug. Hey, you know, for, uh, hundred dollar a month subscription fee we can make you have any simulation you want your body won't know the difference yeah i i think we are going to have that happen in the near future um i think we are going to have the quote-unquote total recall experience if you've ever seen total recall uh watch the new one a couple weeks ago the one of Colin Farrell in it. Like I grew up with the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, the OG total recall of two weeks, two weeks. And then I was kind of like picking the new one apart. Cause I was like, they changed so freaking much about it. But I did that in Blade Runner 2049 as well. Like I picked that movie absolutely all apart. I was like, Oh, it's not the, it's not the OG Blade Runner. Like they didn't even, they no, they're not doing respect to the original film. But, I think we are going to be in a total recall situation of that. You can have any fantasy you want and it can be as real as you want it to be. Uh, or I think as real as it's going to be for price. And, uh, I think that's going to be the next frontier of entertainment of 
why go sit in a movie theater and watch it on a screen when you can go somewhere and throw on your VR headset and experience it in a whole nother way of like, you think you're there of you think you're, you know, in the Avengers or you think you're freaking, uh, in Dante's Inferno or, you know, what, what movie have you, you know, Jurassic Park or whatever, once Jurassic Park would be freaking trippy as hell in, in VR. Like it would be an absolute, an absolute ride. But what's to stop your, because you get so, so many chemical releases at the same time from your brain. So many endorphins released from your brain when you're in VR. And I remember feeling this way coming out of, coming out of my, my racing experience of like, wow, like I, I feel so many things all at once and I wanted to do it again right then and there. I was like, man, you know, I'm getting all, all the dopamine and everything that people chase. That's why people go skydiving. That's why people go bungee jumping. That's why they do extreme sports. That's why people race cars or race motorcycles or what have you. Uh, something will give you that dope, that just huge dopamine dump. And you're like, oh my God, like it was so good. I want more. I want more. I want more. Well, it's kind of the same thing with drug addicts, right? You're getting that, that dump, that release that I want more. I want more. I want more. Uh, so what does it stop people from getting addicted to VR? It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing within the next 10, 15 years, I think. Being kind of uh, on the very reserved side of that, uh, it's probably more like five with everything that's pushing out now, Oculus, Oculus Quest 2, all that stuff. And things are getting way more affordable. It's getting in more people's hands. And uh, it's an experience. Like it is an experience. And people, you watch videos on YouTube and stuff of people who are like, oh my God, like I'm going to play this game. And uh, you know, they're kind of walking like all crouched down and, and we're looking and it looks weird to watch people do VR and not see what they're seeing and not experience what they're experiencing. And um, they actually be in there and be like, holy crap, like it, it, it just, it trips your brain out. Your brain wants to believe it. So what does the stop a, a corporation say like meta with the metaverse that's coming out from just no, 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 no. You can, you can work from home. Just be in VR. You can do this. Just be in VR of never getting that headset off. And that is, that is kind of the, the, the weird gray area because on one hand I'm like, man, I'd be, I'd so be one of those people of like, I'd always want to be in VR. Can I do a VR? Can I do a VR? Can I do a VR? Like flight, the new Microsoft flight sim in VR. Oh my God, it's amazing. But at the same time, how much is too much? How much immersion is too much? You know, when, when is that line crossed? And there's a big ethical question that needs to be asked of how far is too far? And I don't think it's been answered. I don't think it's been even talked about remotely of, Oh, just put it out. Just put it out. Just put it out. Just people want it, want it, want it, want it, want it, want it, money, 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 money. At the end of the day, money makes the world go around. It's not people's money. <laughs> Sorry to tell you guys, but it, it is. And, um, you know, how much are people willing to risk to get that next big dopamine dump? I mean, Star Wars and VR would be freaking amazing. 
Like, don't get me wrong, Star Wars and VR, dude, I'd be, I'd be on board with that. Put me in a Tie Fighter. Put me in an X-wing. Hell yeah! <laughs> like I'm there. I'm home. Like let's go. You know, Star Trek and VR. I'm there. Let's go. Battlestar Galactica. Let's go. But how much is is too much? How much immersion do we say? Okay, you can have X amount of hours. You can have this. You can have that. Um, until it's too much. Until you cross the line, and there's no coming back from it. And it all goes into like simulation theory and all that in the matrix. And the matrix is all about simulation theory and you're hooked into machines and this and that. Oh, uh, um, new matrix coming out in December, by the way, it looks really, really good. I'm going to watch it. I'll do a review on it. I'll do a spoiler free review and I will do a spoiler filled review. Um, there'll probably be two separate episodes on that. Just in case people don't want things spoiled for them. That way, everyone can try to stay happy. That'll be coming when that hits. Um, I have yet to watch Dune, by the way. I know I talk about a lot of sci-fi stuff. Uh, I have yet to watch the new Dune. Uh, it is on my list to do. Um, I was up north with the wife when it came out. We tried to watch it on my laptop, and it's it's one of those movies that's quiet. Like It's one of those movies that the audio is like, loud or quiet, and just watching it on laptop speakers kind of sucks so i'm gonna watch it in my home theater setup um hopefully this weekend and uh do a little rundown on that thing but i don't know man like there's there's some ethical questions that got to be asked about the whole vr thing and uh i can see a lot a lot of people getting addicted to it i really can and i think that's going to push more and more companies to go for it because they realize if they get people hooked, they can start charging subscription fees. They can start, you know, charging like Amazon Prime. Um, which, how many people have a Prime account? What's nine ninety nine a month? Really, in the scheme of things, what's nine ninety nine a month? Just like Fortnite, what's ninety nine cents for a skin that does nothing? There's no advantage to it. It just makes your shit look different. But you know how many people pay ninety nine cents for that skin? They give the game for free. And then, oh, hey, you want your character to look different? You want your weapons to look different? 99 cents, bro. 4.99, bro. How many people buy that? You know how much money that just Fortnite alone makes in a month? Just people buying stupid little microtransactions? It's ridiculous. Like, it is stupid. It is a stupid amount of money. And the game's not slowing down <laughs> at all. So I definitely see... Once companies figure out how to get people really hooked into VR, get them kind of quote unquote, quote unquote, addicted to it. Subscription fees. Hey, hey, buddy. Four ninety nine a month and you can uh, have a, a, a beach getaway for for a week for four ninety nine a month. Hey. Each week will be a different getaway vacation. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your home. I can definitely see that happening. Um, there's people already that are doing uh, VR adult rated stuff. And uh, it's interesting. <laughs> I will say that it is, it is interesting. I was like, wow, you know, well, whoa, okay. Um, yeah, hello. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but. I definitely see 
a huge VR problem in our near future of a clash between what do we sell? How much of ourselves do we sell for that experience and what are the ethics on it? Um, I think that's something that really needs to be investigated before we push forward. And I know it's not going to be, I know profit's going to be honed in on, but Hmm. You know, is it, is it going to be the new drug? Like, that's the thing. Is it going to be the new drug? Is VR the new drug? I guess is what we should be asking ourselves. Because anyone that has experienced it has experienced that dopamine dump that I just had the shit scared out of me. Uh, that dopamine dump, your heart's racing. And you're like, wow, you know, why do I want to do it again? Like right now, why do I want to do it again? Um, and if you haven't experienced it, I mean, you're missing out on some cool stuff. But at the same time, it's slippery slope. So it's not like, oh, hey, you're missing out on crack. Go smoke it. It's, um, I don't know, man. Like, there's some people that don't care for VR, and that's fine. Uh, I enjoy it, but I'm like, you know, it is what it is. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope to have another episode out Friday. I think Friday. Um, I will try to have another episode out. Uh, but until then, hopefully you guys are having a good start of your week. Hopefully if you celebrated Halloween, cause I know the podcast is worldwide, which just boggles my mind. Um, hopefully you guys had a good safe Halloween and all that and everyone's doing well. Um, and keeping an eye on that La Palma vo- volcano that's just going off. I mean, that thing, if it goes, goes big, it's going to wreak havoc and I hope it doesn't, but mm, it might it, it very well might like there's always a chance, right? There's always a chance that a clock at the wrong time is going to be right twice a day. <laughs> there's always a, that chance. Uh, but hopefully you guys are doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. But until the next episode, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you again soon.